Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Hey, um, I am so excited to be at church today, and um, I think you guys are excited too. I could tell just from the way you were doing the greeting time. Poor Darren, he's up here trying to do announcements. You're still talking. That's okay, though. We, we prefer that, actually. So, hey, uh, again, just super glad that you're here. Um, and, man, look around. This is a full, full house right here today. Um, you guys must really love Jesus because the Broncos play 11. So I know you guys are my, uh, my Jesus fans right here. Yeah? Uh, um, we got a Kansas City Chief fan o- operating the cameras today. So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just had to do it. I had to do it. Hey, we're in a series called The Four Pillars. Uh, actually, this is the final message of this series. And what we have been talking about is the things that are going to be um, what Shine Church is really based upon, the vision of our church. Uh, this is uh, week number 10. Uh, we just passed our two-month anniversary uh, about uh, a week ago, a little over a week ago. So that's pretty cool. Time has flown by, yet it seems like it's been a long time. I don't know how that works, but that's happened very quickly, but yet so much has happened in the last 10 weeks. Um, and so just as a reminder, the four pillars that we're going to build this church on uh, are engaging with God and one another. We want everybody to find their identity in Christ and how Christ sees them, ultimately leading to being empowered in the giftings and the things and the purpose and plans that God has for us, which then will lead us into multiplying and reproducing into this world. And we've been working them backwards. We started with multiply, and today we're going to finish with the last message on engaging. Now, last week I talked about engaging with one another, and if you didn't hear that message, it was a good one. (laughs) Um, go to our Facebook page. We have it there. You can listen to it. Um, we still have it up, and you are able to listen to it. I strongly encourage you, please go there, because um, to be quite honest with you, it's this pillar, in my opinion, is the, is the key of the four pillars, because until we engage with God and one another, we can't move into understanding who we are, multiplying, or being empowered, and then multiplying in the things that he has for us. So please go on and listen to that. Hey, the verses that uh, I want to use for this pillar, uh, there's two of them. One is found in Matthew 22, verse 33 through 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And it says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And we talked last week about that. That's a powerful statement. All of the law and the prophets hang on those two statements. Now, what are those two statements? Love God with everything that you got and love one another. And so Shine Church is going to call it this, engage with God and engage with one another. Okay? And Acts 2.42 says this, that the disciples, the believers at the very beginning, and I think, again, last week we talked about they is us, and so they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. There are very clear instructions in the Word of God about what we are to engage with, who we are to engage with, um, and I want to talk today about engaging with our Heavenly Father. I looked up the word engage, um, and I found it kind of interesting, the definition. So before I tell you what the definition is, let me ask you guys. What, when I say the word engage, what comes to mind? What? Marriage, okay, because you get engaged, right? And then you get married, okay, that's, that's interesting. Okay, what else? Commitment, what? Warfare, 
Okay, interesting. If you actually look it up, one of the definitions of engage, it comes from the word gauge, which if you look that up, it means to take a glove off, throw it down in battle. Interesting. Now, I don't think God wants us to engage in warfare with him, (laughs) though I think many of us do. We fight against what he has for us, don't we? Oh, that was good. That didn't come up last night, so I was just just saying, just somebody for, for... Pour somebody in here. Uh, what else? In- connect. Okay? To connect it with something. What? Involved. Okay? Good words. I love these. This is good. What else? Focused. Come together. Take action. Proactive. Oh, man, these are all great words. I love it. When you think about your relationship with the Lord, how are you doing with these things? Are you committed? Are you taking action? Are you passionate about engaging with him? If you look up the word, the definition, it actually says this. To participate, become involved in. You know what I love about what we're doing here at the church? You guys are engaging with the message. When I ask what does engage and I have to do three answers rapid fire, I love that because it's involvement from you guys. You're getting involved in this. To participate, become involved in. And then it says this establish a meaningful contact or connection establish a meaningful contact or connection our heavenly father wants us to get involved he wants us to get involved in what he's doing and he wants us to involve him in what we're doing okay he wants us to voluntarily invite him in to be a part of our life You know, one of my taglines in uh, all the social media sites I have when you have to write a little bio is this. I write, I hate religion, but I love my relationship with God. Okay? Because in my mind, religion is a man-made set of rules that control people, whereas relationship is an engagement with a loving Heavenly Father. When you think about God as a God that wants to have you do a bunch of different things, then there's not much engagement. There's not much desire to actually get involved in him. But when you realize that our Heavenly Father is a loving God, he loves and cares for each one of us, when we begin to realize that, we begin to want to get engaged with him and we want to participate in what he's doing in our lives. Yes? And here's what I felt like the Lord told me to share with you. God does not force engagement. Listen to that. God does not force engagement. He wants us to engage with him because we want to do it. It's what's so awesome about Christianity. It's what's so different about Christianity than all of the other belief systems out there. All the other belief systems in this world, if you look into them, man, it's about the things that you do. You have to live up to certain expectations. It's almost like you have to qualify to get to certain different levels. And Jesus and our Heavenly Father said, hey, no, you know what? The thing about Christianity is just solely based on what Jesus Christ did. Man, he loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die on our behalf so that we could have every opportunity to engage with him. But we have to be an active participant in that, and we have to desire it. We have to commit ourselves to engage with God. All right, so in regards to teaching on engagement, I'm done. Because I think every single one of us in this room 
understands that God wants us to engage with it. I think that's why you're here. I think you have that understanding. But the truth is, um, in our day-to-day life, we have a hard time doing that. And so I'm doing something a little risky this morning. I'm allowing you to decide the direction that we're going today through our interaction, through your engagement. Um, And so what I'm going to ask is this. What are ways that you engage with God? What are ways that you engage with God? Because here's what I know. That the more different things that I hear from other people, the more it challenges me. Oh, I could try that. Oh, I could do that. Oh, I could enter into that. Oh, I could engage with God that way. And here's what's really cool. I felt like the Lord, when I was studying this out, told me, hey, let the church decide the direction of the service. And I went, what? And then uh, he said, just prepare, just try to predict all their answers. So I did. I tried to predict what you're going to say. And I've got study on those things, but I'm going to let you guys kind of take the course of this. But I am going to start with this because um, I hope that you were in a similar situation than I was, or that I was this morning, and that was this. We only did two worship songs, and that second hymn was powerful. And I'm sitting on the floor, I'm hearing people laugh, I mean, shout. I love that. You're engaging with God. But do you know that one of the great ways to engage with our Heavenly Father is through praise and worship, okay? One of the great ways to engage with our Heavenly Father is through praise and worship. Let me read a few scriptures to you. Psalms 103, one through five says this. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many of you want to be renewed this morning? Yeah, okay, about half of us. That's good. The other half are already been renewed. They, they led such a great week this week. Here's what's interesting. David wrote this psalm, and here's what I find very interesting about this. He is telling who to praise the Lord. His soul. He's telling his soul. Okay, we are made up of spirit, soul, and flesh. And when we ask Jesus, we've been talking about this in the past weeks, when we ask Jesus, our our spirit is deposited with his Holy Spirit, okay? But our soul, our mind, will, and our emotions, they have to be renewed every day to who's going to be Lord. Is it going to be our flesh or is it going to be our spirit? And David here in the psalm is saying, praise the Lord, oh my soul. What he is saying is, mind, will, emotions, praise God. Engage with God through worship. Engage with God through praise. And I'm willing to bet that when he started writing that, there was something in his mind, will, and emotions that didn't want to do it. Anybody? You come to church on a week, you've had a rough week, we start, we get up here, the band gets up here, they start, hey, let's enter in, and you're like, no. I've been up here, I play keyboard from time to time, I watch some of you. (laughs) Jesus is good. (laughs) I can't clap because I got coffee in my hand. If I didn't have coffee in my hand, I would totally worship. But no, I got coffee in my hand. It's making me grumpy this morning. 
We laugh about it. But here's the truth. You know, our mind, our will, and emotions don't always want to do what our spirit is calling out. And a great way to engage with God, church, is to worship. Psalms 100 says this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continue, continues through all generations. Last night, I, before service even started, I'm talking to an individual that came in and I just said, how was your week? And he told me, he, he was telling me and he said, how was your week? And I had an interesting week, um, just some I don't have time to go into it, but just some interesting things happen. And in the middle of that, I was like, you know, God is still good. And he's like, you know what? That's what I tell my kids all the time, is that when you have a difficulty in your, in your week, go before the Lord and praise him. Because here's what's interesting. And this is what he said, and I thought this was so good. He said, because when we praise God, an interesting thing happens. When we praise him, we feel better. Think about that. We can praise one another, and it always makes the other person feel better. But when we praise God, he does something supernatural in us and we feel better. But we have to be like David and we have to tell our soul, soul, mind, will, emotions, praise him. Lift him up. Revelations 4.11 says this, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. He is worthy of honor, glory, and praise. And so here's what we're gonna do. We cut worship short so we could do another song. I hope that when, during the worship, there was a longing at the end of the, like, let's go one more, come on. So I'm gonna invite the worship team to come back up and they're gonna lead one more song. And here's what I want you to do. I understand some of you had incredibly difficult weeks. Some of you had great weeks. I understand some of you are like, oh no, we have to sing again. And others are like, yes, we get to sing again. I get that. We're all in different places, but here's the truth. If you wanna be a person that engages with God, if you wanna be a person that's intentional about actually um, having relationship with him, one of the ways the Bible says that we can engage with God is to actually enter into worship. And so what I want you to do is I want you to put your coffee down underneath your seat. I want you to let your week go. I want you to involve God in whatever thing you might be struggling with. And as we sing these words, Try to just engage your heart, not your mind. Try to engage your heart, your spirit with him. And let's just see what happens as we engage, as we practice engaging with God right now.
Father, we thank you so much that you want to bring heaven here to earth in all of our circumstances and all of our situations. And God, we just engage with you right now and we say, yes, God. God, we don't know what it looks like. Help us to break that stereotype of, of making in our mind how you should move into our lives. But Lord, help us open our hearts, open our mind, our will, and our emotions to how you want to bring heaven into our circumstances and into our life. And God, we open our eyes to how you want to do that and how you want to intervene in our hearts and in our lives. And God, we thank you so much for the fact that you love and care for us so much that you want to engage and you want to bring heaven into our lives. And so Lord, we come together as a body of Christ and we say yes to you. We say, yes, God, we want to engage with you. We want to be on purpose, and we want your interaction into our lives. And so, Lord, we give you the rest of this service. We ask that you would speak to our hearts. Help us to be better at engaging with you. Help us to learn new ways of how to engage with you. And, God, we look forward to uh, drawing closer to you. May this week we engage more with you than we ever have in the weeks past. May we grow in our engagement with you. And, Lord, we thank you for these things. If that's your prayer, say amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. That was good, huh? I don't know who that girl was who was singing there, but that was amazing. Okay, she may be my daughter. I don't know, but uh, I want to say th thank you to Lana, who is filling in for Janelle. Janelle's actually at a work uh, as worship school this weekend and this entire week, and um, they did an incredible job. Let's give the worship team a hand. That's good. Okay, so we're going to jump in. Obviously, we can engage with God in worship, and so um, we just had an experience with that, and I know for some of you that was just an incredibly meaningful moment. For other people, I'm going to just be honest with you, and I get it because there's seasons in my life. There's times where the worship just doesn't connect, and it was seven minutes where you were just like, man, can we just get on? I want to hear uh, more about the message. What, what else Pastor Dan has to hear? And I get that, totally get that. Because to be honest with you, um, one of the ways that I engage with God the most is through hearing a message. Um, it's funny because my, my wife and I just are totally different on this. I'll drive down to Castle Rock and I'll be listening to podcast after podcast after podcast. She'll drive down to Castle Rock. She'll be listening to worship song after worship song after worship song. Is one more right? No. The question is, are we engaging? Are we getting with God? Are we being intentional about actually getting involved in him and having him get involved in our life, okay? So, here we go. That's a little nerve-wracking for me because I'm letting you kind of lead this. All right, is this mic on? Testing, Weston, is this mic on? This handheld right here, just making sure. There we go. Okay, great. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. How do you engage with God? What are different ways that you engage with God? Yep, and I'm going to give you the mic so I don't have to repeat everything. My heart and mind goes back to when I was a little boy, just a child, and my dad, and I loved grabbing a hold of his leg, and he'd give me a ride's. And we'd run around that living room or outside, and I just think of the joy and the clinging, the abiding friendship I have with my father. How does that help you engage with God today? I see it that way now. <laughs> We're for a ride. 
and I'm hanging on to him, and I'm going where he's going, and I'm not letting go. It's a grip that it'll never be broken. I love it. I love it. What a great picture of that. Now, I understand that not everybody has had that type of upbringing when, where they had a great relationship with their father. And so I get that. But I want you to understand our Heavenly Father is a loving God. He's a good God. And, uh, you know, uh, several years ago, my wife, my wife was telling me that she had an experience in prayer where um, she just felt like the Lord told her, hey, just lay down on my lap. And she was condemning herself for falling asleep during prayer. Anybody? And... Um, she felt like the Lord said, hey, I love it when you lay down on my lap and fall asleep. Think about it as a parent. When your kid comes up to you and they just lay down and they fall asleep, you're just like, oh my gosh. And the Bible says, if we who are sinners can love our children this way, how much more does our heavenly father love us? How cool is that? And so let that be an encouragement to you. You know, that maybe engagement with him isn't the stereotypical way that you might have thought in a religious sense where people have, you have to do it this way and have to, man, how about just envisioning you grabbing onto daddy's leg and letting him, okay, here we go. And you're like, okay, I'm going wherever you go. You might not like where he takes you because he knows he's going to take you to somewhere. I remember tricking my kids. Hey, we're going to, and they went, all right, it's bedtime. No, you know, <laughs> and they hated that part, but. That's good. Okay, another way that we engage with God. It's, I think it's pretty, at least for me, I mean, I think um, my um, style of engaging with God daily, and it's all in season, right? I mean, there's certain things in life that you're just kind of, at least that I deal with, right? And everybody, right? But um, for me, it's just, there's so much information and access that you can have every day and so for me it's just about consistency of getting in the word of god how i do it is some days or some mornings i'll meditate or i'll get engaged with verses in the bible and it won't even be any specific verse i'll just open it up and kind of skim through it if it's old testament new testament and if i see a verse there boom i'll dive into it right and then pray about it okay so engagement if i'm if i can summarize that engaging through the word of god Yes, and just a consistency with that and getting along with him. Um, how many of you find that you uh, will engage with God by opening your Bible and reading that? Okay. Um, listen, it is a powerful way to engage with God. And here's what's interesting. Um, it is um, one of the ways that the enemy really tries to hinder us from engaging with God. Do you know what we call the Bible? We call it the the word, the word of, the word of God. And so if we want to engage with God, it is good to understand his words, yes? And in order to understand his words and get them into us, um, one of the ways to do that is to get into his word and get into the Bible on a consistent basis. And here's what's interesting. I've been a pastor long enough to know that even in this room, um, a majority do not consistently read their word. If you do, I applaud you, I encourage you. But the truth is the Bible, we talked about this a few weeks back, the Bible is intimidating. The Bible is a book of uh, many words that, uh, to, let me just show you that this is true. How many of you have read the Bible at some point, read through a certain section, and it confused you and you did not understand it? Look around, keep your hands up. Look around. You're in good company. 
okay? There is, there is things in the Word of God. I mean, just, just read Revelations. You're like, okay, I get it. I get it. What? <laughs> read Daniel. Oh, yeah, I get it. I'm following. What? I, you just, there's confusing parts in that. And here's, here's what I have always told people. You know what? We serve an infinite God, and we are finite. You're never going to understand, fully understand Him. Listen to that. He's infinite. We're finite. We will never fully understand him. As a matter of fact, I tell people this. The more questions you have, the more encouraged you should be because as you get closer to the infinite God, you'll just have more and more and more questions. At first, it was just, is there a God or not? Okay, there's a God. Now it opened up several different questions. And that's our pursuit. We're maturing in our relationship with the Lord if we're engaging with those questions and asking God to answer some of those questions, asking other people to help us answer those things, but getting into the Word of God, church. Right here, man, this is, this is a manual for life. This is a manual for life. Get into this. Man, there's great truth in here. Yeah, but Pastor Dan, I just don't get it. It confuses me. Move on. Go to somewhere that you do get it. Get with somebody that can help you understand that. Again, we talked about engaging with one another. A great way to engage with one another is to get in the Word together and say, what do you get out of this? And what I have found is when I do that, man, it's amazing because somebody will have a, an, an interesting perspective that I never thought of. And I'm like, oh, yes, that's good. And I find myself engaging with the Lord. You know, it's funny you bring that up. I have some Bible verses for that. <laughs> Psalms 119.11 says this, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do you hide something in your heart if you're not getting it into you? I want to encourage, I can't strongly encourage you enough. Get into your Bible. Make it a priority into your life. Get into it. Read it. Because when you read it, you're going to hide it into your heart. And you'll be amazed at how many times something you read in the morning, you will use that afternoon or evening. You will be amazed by it. Or the next week. Or maybe even months later. You'll be amazed at that. Romans 10, 17 says this, consequently, faith comes by hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. If you want to have greater faith in your life, you need to get into the word because as you read the word, you know what? That builds in you a faith and as that builds in you, you begin to engage with God more and more. Ryan, did you want to add something? Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm going to give you this because I'm not going to repeat all this. Uh, so about 10 years ago, during a certain season of my life after high school, I had to walk to work uh, between my house and, and, and job. And what I would do is I actually had an MP3 player and I had the Hebrews audio Bible, and just the book of Hebrews. And for about six to eight months, that was all I listened to walking to and from work every day. And I got it so deep in me that it was all that I could think about. And so it's, it, it really, in agreement with that consistency, it also is that it's not just being consistent and getting in the word, but also going back to different things and reminding us of old things we used to learn. 
it's not just learning new truths, but it's also reminding us of the things that we've already understood. That's good. So I'm going to cut you off and just say, hey, listen, there is great truth to what Ryan's saying in the fact that when you get it into us, man, God can totally use that. It builds faith in us because we're hearing it. When we hear it, there's a courage, there's a boldness, there's a confidence that all of a sudden you begin to walk in. You begin to realize, I am a child of God. A couple weeks ago, we talked about your identity of being a child. When you begin to, man, I am a child of God. You can't mess with me because I'm the son of the king of kings. Just go ahead and try. That's okay because I got him on my side. But you don't get that unless you get it in you and you let that faith build. Hebrews 4.12 says this, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The Bible, the word of God, is a great way to engage with God. And here's why. It's just not words on paper. It actually is alive and active. And if you've read your Bible for any length of time at any point, you will be able to confirm this testimony that I have, that there are times where you'll read your word and you'll be just going through the actual words of it, and all of a sudden, it'll go. <laughs> and it'll suck you in, and you will be just so drawn into what happened. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have read that verse time and time again, but now all of a sudden, I get the verse. And all of a sudden, revelation will become, and it becomes alive and active as it penetrates and it cuts into us. Okay, how many of you struggle, just let's be honest, how many of you struggle with reading your word? Okay, hold them up. Look around. You're in great company. I want you to know the enemy will come in and try to condemn you and make you feel guilty for not reading your word. And so here's what it'll be. You're going to commit today and you're going to go, okay, I'm, one of the ways to engage with God is to read my word. So I'm going to commit to doing that every day. And I'm going to read five verses or I'm going to read a chapter or whatever it is. You're going to set a goal in your mind because that's what we do. And you're going to do good tomorrow. And you're going to do good Tuesday. And then you're going to sleep through your alarm on Wednesday. And you're going to go, well, I can't do it. I, gotta, I got these things to do. And then Thursday, you're going to get up. You're going to open up your word. And this thought's going to come through your mind. Well, you missed yesterday. How do you expect you're going to get anything today? You know who's doing that? Who? The devil, Satan, your enemy. He does not want you to get into the word. So he will do whatever he can to condemn you from reading it make you feel guilty about reading it, make you totally confused when you're reading it, he will try to do whatever he can to get you out of that because he understands one of the greatest ways to engage with God is getting in his word. And so engage with God and understand, hey, this isn't, this isn't just me, I struggle. This is a lot of people who come to church who call themselves Christians. Hey, I'm telling you that because I want you to understand the Bible says we are not to be unaware of his schemes. The his is our enemy. And I don't want to give him more credit than he's due, but I want you to know we do have an enemy that knows that if you get into your word and you start to engage with God that way, oh, watch out. Because all of a sudden you're going to understand who you are, what your identity is. You're going to understand you have giftings and all of a sudden let the Holy Spirit come and empower you to do things. And as you get empowered, watch out because all of a sudden the world starts changing. And he knows that, so that's why so many of us struggle when it comes to that. Okay, Word of God is a great way to engage. What's another way to, oh, wait, Melody, do you want to add to, hold on, Kim's bringing the mic. Do you want to add to the Bible? Okay, hold on, would you speak it in the mic? 
one thing that I do that helps <coughs> me with that is on the days that I do have time to read and there's a verse that jumps off the page at me like that, I'll write it on a three by five card and put it in the bathroom so that while I'm getting ready in the morning, I can read it. And on the days that I don't have time to read, I have that verse right there and I can still think about it on those days. So I'm still in the word. And then something else I do like with a verse, I'll take one word out of the verse and think about it. So the word of God, that's his actual, that's what he's saying. That's coming out of him. And I'll think about that for that day. And then maybe the next day I'll think, okay, the word of God is alive. What does that mean? And what does that mean to me? And what does that look like? And, huh. you know, I'll think about that. And the next day I might say, it's sharper than a double-edged sword? Wow. I mean, you know, I'll just think of different pieces of it. So that on the days that I can't, like, read a whole chapter or something, I am still pulling out of it everything that I can. That's good. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to cut you off because, by the way, if you're struggling with your word and how to read, Melody right here would be a great person to ask. And I'm serious about that because there are people that don't struggle with this. They totally have got it. And she has put in practical things to actually be able to help understand and get the word in her. The note card thing is a great idea, focusing on just the word. You know what? We live in a world where we just feel like we have to master everything and we have to master it right now. And you know what? I think it, pleasure, it pleases our, our Father's heart when we just get one understanding. How about this? If you get one understanding a day in a year you'd have 365 new insights about God if you don't read your Bible how many do you get in a year zero okay maybe 52 because you come listen to me once a weekend <laughs> but hey listen when you get into the word it's just a powerful thing okay moving on from that because we could spend all day on that that's his message right there but another way to engage with God Kim, right? Oh, and you go in the back? Yep. I was just going to say I engage through my children um, with a message they might bring to me or something they might draw or a word they might share, and then it sparks a thought or a direction that I take it. Love that. Engaging with children. Hey, listen, I'm not going to spend much time on engaging different, but one of the ways we do engage is with other people, whether it be our kids or with other people in our body. Um, last week we did, a, you know, an extensive teaching on that, but absolutely, we can engage with our Heavenly Father as we engage with one another, as we get to hear and be challenged or see something in our kids. That we're, I remember holding Andrew one day. Uh, he's our firstborn, and I was holding him. He's just a little baby, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this kid so much. I love you, I love you, I love you. And I just heard God whisper, and you think you love him. And I was like, oh, thank you, Heavenly Father. I mean, it's just amazing how we can engage with God that way. Up here, Kim, front. John. So, same note, um, just uh, watch my dad over the years be able to engage with his airmen, engage with the people in his life, and even later in his life, before he even passed this last month, I watched him just be able to stop and just talk to people. And I just always thought it was crazy, but now I knew what he was doing. He was engaging with others, and that's how he took a moment to, in his day, to figure out what God's word was. And for me, that's a lesson for me to just go, sometimes I just need to stop. And I live a busy life with travel and everything else, and sometimes I just stop and talk to people because it helps to understand what he's saying. It's good. To me. Can I share? So he's saying that after burying his father this week. 
uh, what a great testimony. The funeral, I went to the funeral, an incredible testimony of the ways that that man touched different people's lives. And yes, we engage with God through interaction with one another, absolutely. Other ways that we engage. Come over here. Well, it's funny because I don't like speaking in public or where people are looking at me at all. Like we all are right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the word kept coming is to, that I listen to him. And so as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, listen, 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 that I've been learning how to listen to him better. And as I'm saying that, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to speak in front of everybody <laughs> because I don't want to say it out loud. And then he's like, but you're telling everybody else that you're listening to me and I'm telling you to say that you listen. Um, and so like I'm shaking because I don't like talking in front of everyone, but I feel like God is saying, listen, listen. And um, it's something I've been working on is just to sit in his presence and put the to-do list aside, put my phone aside, put whatever it is that I need to do for my kids aside and actually hear him not just not just sit and read his word over again i think that's brilliant yep. um but i i'm trying really hard to actually hear his voice okay so listen listen there are many ways to engage with god and i really want you to understand that and each person is going to be different in what's effective and you're going to have seasons that is effective in your life and so my whole heart and my reason I'm doing it this way was because number one, God told me to, but number two, it just makes sense because hearing other people and their ideas will spark something in us that goes, oh yeah, I need to do this. What she's saying is, hey, I spent some time in prayer. How many of you engage with God in prayer? Okay, it's good. It's something that we should do. Um, but it's something, now again, how many of you struggle in your prayer life? Look around, look around. Okay, it's, it's something that, again, the enemy would try to hinder us to do this. Ah, man, he, all he has is deception and lies. And so if you're going to pray, he first off makes it super mystical. Like it's got to be something. You know what prayer is? Prayer is communication. I want you to, that's it. I know you can all do this because the greeting time is amazing. You guys can communicate. You can talk to one another. I, I know you can do it. But here's what the enemy has done. The enemy has gone, hey, yeah, but that's not how God wants to. Oh, yes, it is. He just wants to have a walking, talking relationship with you. He just wants you to communicate with him. And he wants you to listen to what he has to say back. We don't listen very well. And so here is what I believe the scheme of the enemy is in this area, is he first off will try to condemn you or make you feel guilty for not praying enough. But if you overcome that and you push in and you go, no, I am going to spend a devoted amount of time speaking to God, then what he'll do is he'll just encourage you to just keep praying. Just keep speaking. And he will not allow you to listen. And the second that you ask God a question, you start to listen, man, it's amazing how the phone will ring, the kid will come in, um, something will crash off the wall just supernaturally, don't know how. Because he wants to hinder you from being able to listen. But kudos to you. Do you know, this is, I read this one time, that um, in the list of fears, the number one fear is public speaking. It's above dying. 
people would rather die than speak. <laughs> That's crazy. But you overcame that, and you know what? If we became a church that would hear God on a weekend service, we may not get to the message because words are getting spoken and people are being encouraged, and, and I'm okay with that. As long as it's led of the Lord and the Holy Spirit is behind that, but it comes from a group of people that, one, will listen, and then, two, will be bold and courageous enough to step out. And somebody's going to be encouraged in here because of something you say if you will listen to that and respond. And that's really what communication is, is hearing, you know, we sang this song, let heaven come to earth. You know how heaven's going to come to earth? Through us. Listening to him, praying, seeking his heart. Hey, guess what? I have some verses about this. Acts 1, verse 14, when it comes to prayer, you know, early on, Jesus tells the disciples, hey, uh, he breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit. We talked about that. They, they received the Holy Spirit. Um, then he said, but go and wait. And so here's what the disciples did. They all joined together consistently in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Um, there are tons of scripture on prayer. I'm not going to go into all of those right now, but I want you to know, um, one of the things they devoted themselves to was prayer. Here the disciples gathered together and they did this often. They gathered together in prayer. Church, may this be a house of prayer. Okay, I want this to be a place where we pray together. And I get it. Engagement in prayer. There are certain people that have a gifting to pray. They have just that gifting for intercessory prayer. But all of us should want to communicate with our Heavenly Father. And he's not going to push it, but he is faithful to respond when we engage with him. And so here's um, what I often tell people. When you go before the Lord and you're speaking to him and you start asking him questions, pay very close attention to your first thought after you ask something. Because I believe God is quick to answer. But then we have an enemy that loves to steal, kill, and destroy, and he will try to steal that word right away. I say this often, but I'll say it again. My prayer, Lord, help me to be a better husband. First thought I have is get your wife flowers. The next thought I have, I just did that last week. God spoke, enemy stole. Now I'm confused. And then I say, man, I just have a hard time hearing from God. No, you heard from God, but then the enemy came and still, you have a hard time deciphering. And the only good way to get good at this is to practice it to practice listening, to practice stepping out in obedience, and then going, okay, that was good. God asked me to let you kind of define where this service went. Scared me, but I felt like I heard from God. And stepping out this weekend and doing this, uh, I told, or somebody actually came up to me and said, hey, well, you were gonna find out one of two things. Either you heard, miss, heard God or you missed him. I think I heard from God. It's been good. It's been really good. <laughs> Praise God. Yep. Okay. What's another way to engage with God? Right here. Thank you. 
Uh, every night after the nightly routine, the kids uh, kids are in bed, and we put the dishes or do the dishes and all that stuff. We uh, we'll watch a, a church sermon on YouTube or Right Now Media instead of watching trashy TV because we used to watch a lot of that. But so we'll, we watch a church sermon now every night. Okay, so. interesting. I have a verse about that. <laughs> Hearing messages for those guys back there, so you can follow along. They've got a tough job this week because I have just a bunch of verses and they just got to figure out which one I'm going to. So I kind of tried to head, headline, but it's the one hearing messages. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says this, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets, some as evangelists and some as pastors and some as teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the works of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Do you know the reason we have church, the reason that... Um, I prepare and plan a message to speak to you is so that you can engage with God. If you ever come to church and don't have a moment where you learn something or have a better understanding of how to engage with God, then we as a leadership team have failed you. Our job is to come alongside you and equip and train you, not just on a church service, but in the events that we do. Um, man, Angela, uh, the person who's, Angela Rose, who's over our prayer ministry on Wednesday nights, man, she did a really cool thing this week on Wednesday. If you don't come on Wednesday nights and you want to learn how to pray, come on Wednesday nights. You don't even have to pray. You can just sit there and watch, but you'll learn a lot in the middle of that. Now, we're not doing it this Wednesday. <laughs> We're skipping this week, but the following Wednesday, first one in November. Um, uh, but here's what she did. She goes, I'm going to read a verse, and I just want you to, whatever sticks out. So she read through it, and everybody in the circle had something different that stuck out. And so we just shared that. I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. She goes, I'm going to read it again, and then we're going to pair off in twos, and we're going to pray about what sticks out the second time. So she read it again, and there was something new. And so I got with another person, and we prayed over that thing. And then she goes, okay, now I'm going to read it again. And now I want you to pray for the body of Christ. And church, I'm telling you, you were covered in prayer. And it was very, very powerful. And the reason I tell you all that, because our job as leadership is to equip you and train you in how to do that. And messages are a great way to engage with God, to get an understanding of maybe something you didn't understand before in regards to God. And when you get that understanding, you engage with him better. So that's a good one. What's another way to engage with God? Way over here in the back corner. I think it's through exercise. So whether it's in nature, walking under the stars, or going to Roxborough and taking a hike, um, I think you can feel God's presence there. But my messages, my deepest messages have actually come when I'm exercising and I'm talking to God while I exercise. I can't even tell you. It's just amazing. I think it has something to do with your heart. I really feel like there's mm. this deep connection, that's good. which I know is flesh, but I think there's some spirit there too. Well, that's good. All right. How many of you are glad that the only way, that it's not the only way to engage with God is physical exercise? <laughs> okay. But I, you're not the only one. I know Pastor DJ, actually. Um, he will hear from God on runs. He will go run, and he will hear from God. He'll come back from a run and be like, oh, my gosh, God showed me this. And, and that's just amazing. Not everybody engages with God that way, but it actually can be a very powerful way to, to get with God. But one of the things that she said is through nature. Man, what a great way to engage with God. I have a verse for that. Enjoying creation. 
Romans 1.20 says, For his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood, listen, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. Two quick things about that. When you go out and look at these mountains and you see the sunset and it's bronco blue and orange, not Kansas City red and whatever, it's a beautiful thing. And it's just a wonderful, I, I mean, you can experience God and just like, oh my gosh, how did you create this, all of this? Man, nature cries out that God is good and you can totally engage with God by just enjoying what he created. Now, don't take the pendulum swing all the way over here and worship the tree. We need to worship the maker of the tree. We don't worship the sunset. We worship the creator of the sunset. And we've gotten way out of balance in society on this. But we can engage with God by looking at nature and going, wow, you're so good. But how about this one? You can actually stand in the mirror in the morning. And instead of being afraid, look at yourself and go, oh my gosh, how is this even working? How can I even see myself? My daughter had LASIK surgery last week and we got to see how that surgery was done and the flap being torn off and Kim was like, no, no, no. But I just found myself marveling at how we were created. How is it that we can even see? Smell, hear, walk, breathe. How is that? When we look at the mirror, I mean, are, are you just looking at all the negative things or are you looking and going, oh my gosh, how is this? Well, I tell you how, it's because of you, God. Man, the, the way that all my joints and ligaments and sinews and all, all the things in my body to make it work, God, you are a good God. And engage with God that way and appreciate what he's doing. Kim, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Wait, hold on. Kim's got the mic. I, I like to pray that the Lord would speak to me in my dreams. And Love it. I mean, it, it's amazing. So God can engage through dreams and visions without a doubt. He can totally engage us that way not everybody you know here's the problem if I get up I you know I actually shared you know when we were contemplating starting shine church felt like I had a dream in which God told me to say yes to the church and um, the problem with me sharing that is now that everybody wants to have a dream that's the, now it's a way that God engages it's a way and the great news is God is a very personal God and he's going to engage with you personally. We just have to be intentional about moving towards him and saying, I want to engage. And again, the reason I'm doing this is so that you'll hear different ideas and you'll be like, oh, yeah, maybe I tried that this week. Because my heart is that we all just would engage with God more and more and more. Because as we do that, the four pillars just start to fall in line. Right. Just to be brief in this, but... Um, one of the things that um, I don't do as much anymore, but I used to do a lot, was not being so formal about, about prayer um, all the time. Having a good set-aside time is not, is not bad. That's good. But also, throughout your day, having a constant supplication towards him, having okay. a constant conversation yeah. with him. So I'm going to do a teaching. I'm not sure exactly when, but I felt like God showed me something um, in, in regards to the wording, um, top of mind. What's top of mind to you? My prayer is, God, help, help me to always have you top of mind so that if I get a flat tire, I think of you first. If somebody says something offensive, I think of you first. 
if I lose a family member, I think of you first, top of mind. And it's hard, but I, yes, I, I love that run. What's other ways that we engage over here in the back? Oh man, I love it. Ah, you guys are engaging. This is good. Um, by being selfless and strong enough to take a step back and ask yourself every day, who am I glorifying in the things I do and say to other people? Ooh, humility. <laughs> you can engage with God by being humble. You know, what well, the Bible says this. I don't have this one written down for you, but it's in there, trust me. Uh, James says this, um, God opposes the proud, but it gives grace to the humble. Oh, he gives grace to the humble. What that says to me is he engages with those that are humble. And I wrestled with that verse. I remember thinking one day about, um, you know, what, did that, what does that even mean? God I don't think God opposes anybody. Um, and I was sitting next to a pile of magnets. And I picked up these magnets and I was playing them as a contemplating, God, do you really push people away? And I had this thought, turn the magnets around. So I took half of them and turned them around and they repelled against each other. Anybody play with a magnet? You can't stick them together? And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, I don't push people away, but their pride repels them from me. And he said, turn them around. I turned them around. They snapped together. And he said, and when somebody comes with humility, we engage. Ooh, that's really good. Right here. I think in like a week, there's always sometimes a person that you're frustrated with. Um, and... I believe that it's better to be frustrated with God because at those moments when you're frustrated with God and you're like, you just kind of turn towards God instead of turning towards that person, you actually engage more and you learn more about God because God, you say one <laughs> thing towards God and he just flips it around. And it's, it's amazing to see that when you force your anger towards God that he just, he flips it into a joy or just something that you can <laughs> learn for that week. How old are you? 13. 13. Thank you for teaching me today because that was good. That was awesome. I, absolutely. I think we engaged. If we involve God, how about this? I'll say it this way and see if you agree. How about we involve God in everything that's going on in our life? And instead of getting mad at that person who is imperfect like you, go ahead and bring that anger to God. Guess what? He can handle it. And like he said, man, God can take our mourning turn it into rejoicing you can take our anger and turn it into joy when we bring and involve him in those things love that it's a great way to engage with God what's another way to engage with God Craig back here oh I love it acts of service acts of service hey I have verses for that <laughs> let me read these and then we'll talk about it Matthew 23 11 says Jesus taught this the greatest among you will be your servant the greatest among you will be your servant. Titus 3.8 says, this is a trustworthy statement and concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently. So I'm gonna speak confidently about this so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Listen, serving one another, doing good things is a very important part of engaging with God. If you want to engage with God, it is um, a way that 
we can do it by serving one another, helping one another, doing acts of service, doing good works with one another. Now, some of you go, well, Pastor Dan, I thought this whole Christianity thing was just about God's grace and it's not about works. Yes, Ephesians 2, 8, two verses before that last one I read, Ephesians 2, 8 says this, it is by grace that we are saved and not by works so that no man can boast. It's not about the works, it's about Jesus Christ and what he did. And then it goes, so that we can do good works, which he's planned and created for us. So it's interesting because we always quote the first two, but we don't quote the second half. Here's what it means to me. It's not about what we do. We don't get to go to eternity. We don't get to go to heaven and spend eternal life with Jesus based on what we do. It's based on what Jesus Christ did. And we come to that understanding and we ask him into our heart. What we're saying is, God, thank you so much for doing the things that you did for me. And I realize it was solely based on that. And now that you've saved my life from myself, God, I open my heart, I humble myself, and I put myself in a position of, what can I do for you? And then he begins to speak to us. And I want you to understand there is a different, there's a difference between doing good works because you're just trying to be a good person and good works because the Lord is speaking to us to do these things. Don't do good things and miss out on God things. Don't do good things and miss out on God things. I think it's the scheme of the enemy to get us busy on good things and we're missing God. How do we do this? Well, you have to pray and you have to hear and you have to ask God, is this act of service something I should do or is this one something I should do? And he will lead you. He will guide you into that. But acts of service absolutely is a way that we can connect to God right here definitely gratitudes um all knowing that all good things are gifts from the lord and just seeing that more and more every day especially when we're bombarded with a lot of bad things happening in the world absolutely one of the greatest stock in those yes so one of the greatest ways to engage with god is to be gratitude to be grateful um you want to comment on that or you have something new Okay, I'll be right back. Um, (laughs) We live in a society that is really good at complaining. We live in a church that is really good at complaining. Hey, let's be a church that doesn't live like the world. Let's, Let's not be transformed by the things of this world, but let's be renewed. And you know what you do to renew your mind? Is you take circumstances and you take things that happen in your life that may not be fun, that may be trials, and instead of complaining about them, you are grateful for what you have. Again, it's like the guy that told me a couple weeks ago, man, I've been in two car accidents and they've been terrible and I, man, finally, and I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm going, uh, you know what I see? You're alive. Well, yeah, uh, Man, why is it that we would argue to complain? But we all do it. We all do it. Being grateful is a great way to engage with God. Right up, right up here. This kind of extends off the being grateful. Um, it's love letters to God. All my journals, um, for two reasons, they 
are addressed to God. They're literally written, God, Lord, you're doing this in my life. And uh, one, it broke to make sure that I grew up very legalistic um, for Christianity, so I wanted to make sure my devotional time wasn't a routine. And so um, it was suggested, write the letters to God. So my whole journal is. But even if I have a really bad day and I'm writing this letter like, oh, I can't believe this, it always comes back to gratitude and, and just thankfulness to God. And I always notice that, that he always softens my heart and gives yeah. me that gratitude. And I feel so much better, you know, so. No, okay. So another great way to engage with God, write. Write. Not for everybody. I get it. It's not for everybody, but for some people, some of the best ways to engage with God is to write down just what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and in the middle of that, what you'll find is God speaking to you through that writing. So it's another great way. Okay, for sake of time, I'm going to go through just a few other things that I think uh, are important in regards to engaging, um, and then uh, I will let you guys get to your DVR Bronco game. Um, mentorship or counsel, reading. Um, you know what Proverbs um, eleven fourteen says where there is no guidance people fall but in abundance of counselors there is victory Proverbs twelve fifteen the way of a fool is right in his own eyes but a wise man is he who listens to counsel um, listen um, one of the ways to engage with God is to get wise counsel and the way you can do that is interacting with one another yes but reading books magazines getting more information into you can actually engage with God and learn more about him by doing things like this how about this one how about communion communion. Luke 22 says, and he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. He gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is poured out for you. He says, do this in remembrance of me. You know, I have heard uh, recently from a counselor that before he will actually meet with a couple for marriage counseling, he has the couple go a week and do communion every single day. And he said, in some cases, the couples don't even ever come back because the communion heals their marriage. It's a great way to engage with God. Um, we do communion on the first weekend of every month. Pastor Dan, why don't you do it every weekend? There are elements over here. If you ever want to do that, you are free during worship or whenever, go over and take communion. Here's why we only do it once a month. I want to keep it special. I want to keep it very meaningful. I've been in places, I've been in in churches where they do it every week and it's just part of the routine. Okay, here's where we go. Moo, moo, moo. You know, I, we just, kind of like a bunch of cattle. We just hurl them to the communion things and go back. I, you know, I want it to be special. I want it to be very life-giving and there'll be time to time where we may interject communion into a message but we will definitely do it the first weekend of, of every month. So communion is a good way to engage. Um, how about this one? I thought it would be the first one you guys would say um, but I, you, no, nobody mentioned it. Giving. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay, pastor, go ahead, do your spiel. I'm gonna. You know what? Listen, giving is a way to engage with God. It is a way to separate between the spirit of mammon and the spirit of money. The Bible says we can't serve money and God at the same time. And giving is a great way to check yourself. How are you doing? 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says this, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful, quick giver. Real quick, first off, we're supposed to do it without reluctance. We're supposed to do it cheerfully. But the first part of that is this. 
we need to ask the Lord what we should give. I just am going to challenge you. I don't want you to raise your hand or answer this question, but when's the last time you actually went to the Lord and said, God, what should I give? Just be honest with yourself because biblically we're supposed to do that and then we're supposed to settle that with the Lord and then do it with a glad, cheerful heart. And when we do it, we engage with God. You know what? God can supernaturally provide for you when you follow the things of the Lord. And man, it's amazing what he can do. I've heard too many testimonies of people saying, I started tithing and all of a sudden supernatural resources came in. I've heard too many testimonies of that to discount it. Giving can be a way to engage with God. And then the final thing is this one that I want to talk about. You guys enjoying this? That's been good. Okay, good. Um, how about this one? Stretching yourself. Stretching yourself. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's a big statement. Contemplate that for a second. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, I don't know about you, but anytime I've stepped out in something that required faith, it was a stretch. It took me out of my comfort zone, took me out where I was feeling good and safe, and it made me step out into something that, man, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. My latest stretching is a place called Shine Church. <laughs> and here's what I have found in stepping out in that because I feel like God said yes, to say yes to this and stepping out, man, I've had to seek him. I've had to go before him and I've seen him engage with me in ways that I would not have if I told Pastor John, no, I just want to stay in the Stafey. Can I stay at Jubilee Fellowship? He would have said yes. I'd be still working there. Um, but I would have been in my comfort and my safety. And to be honest with you, I don't know if the life that I have right now would be in me like it is in now. Just so excited about what we're doing. So encouraged by that. And here's what I know, that when you stretch yourself, man, it's a great way to engage with God because, man, you have to trust in Him. You have to rely on Him. And so I found this little thing, and I just want to close with this. Consider the following when it comes to the ways that God wants to stretch you. God may want you to do something. Let that sink in for a second. God may want you to do something. What is that thing? Are you willing to stretch out and do it? God may want you to stop doing something. Is there something you're doing that you need to stop? Man, be obedient. Stretch yourself. Stop doing it. It's going to be difficult. But man, there's going to be life in that. God may want you to give something. God may want you to say something. We had a case today right here. Somebody overcame a fear because they knew God was telling them to say something. They were obedient and it was blessed. I hope it blessed you. It was good for me. But on the other hand, God may want you to stop saying something. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, but I know God will make that real between you and him. Is there something you say on a regular basis you need to stop saying? You need to stop looking in the mirror and going, I'm not worth it. Man, stop saying that. Life's not worth living. Man, stop saying that. Life is worth living. God may want you to sell something. 
my wife is selling everything in my house right now because we're getting ready to move down here. Instead of moving it, she wants to sell it all. Do you want any furniture? Let me know. God may want you to buy something. Maybe for a person or a ministry in need. How about this? God may want you to start something. I would say it's the leadership team at the church. Man, we're hoping God is creating something in you. As a matter of fact, we have created a little website, shinechurch.life slash idea. Shinechurch.life slash idea and if there's a ministry that's in your heart and you have an idea for something that would be new here that we could get going man go and fill out it's like a six question thing because we would like to team up with you and see how we can get that accomplished at the church because God is going to do ministry through all of us and you're going to have great ideas that you need to start God may want you to end something and the final one on this list is God may want you to love something or someone. That one's so important to me that we're going to start a new series next week. It's just going to be a short series, but we're going to start a new series on love. What does the Bible say about love? How do we extend love to one another? How do we handle some of the hot topics in society today and still love and yet still hold true to what the word of God says we'll be talking about some of those things in the coming weeks um, but here's what I know God is asking all of us to love he says love him and love others and I'll just finish by saying this let's be a church that engages with God and engages with one another and as we do that I truly believe the purpose and the vision and the passion of what God has for this church and this community man, it'll start to just radiate out from us and it won't be difficult for us. It'll be just a naturally uh, outflow of us engaging with him and with one another. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the fact that you, that you want that individual engagement from us. And God, I thank you that you don't force it, that you don't push it on us, but Lord, that you're faithful that when we step towards you, you step right back towards us. You are faithful to meeting us where we're at. And so, Lord, for every person in this room listening right now, I pray that something by your Holy Spirit has been sparked. Something, an idea, an, uh, a new way to engage with you has been sparked. And God, I pray that this uh, week that we would be a people that would respond to that thing and that we would step out into those things and that we would be um, bold and courageous to move towards you and, and just start the process of being intentional about engaging with you. And God, I thank you that you will be faithful to meeting every person that steps towards you and you will meet them where they're at in one of these many different areas. And God, help us to just have a desire and a hunger. Put a hunger in us. Put a hunger in us to engage with you. And then God, give us direction in what particular area you want us to do that in. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. Amen. Amen.